Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, ladies and gents, this is Arndt Eriksson, and welcome to the Marketing at Heart podcast. For those of you who have no background in me, I worked in the creative industry for more than two decades, starting off as a classic adman, then later moving into the world of social media with focus on strategy and innovation within the wonderful world of marketing. My passion and purpose is to simplify the complexity of marketing and assist to build the business of my clients. I'm also the creator of 5 Minute Friday, which is on YouTube every week, with now more than a million downloads. But this podcast is all about compelling conversations with inspiring people, with their personal insight and perspective on everything connected to marketing. In today's episode, we're sitting down with a former marketing manager at Uber to talk about how she built her career, the launch of a brand in a whole new market, and her very interesting perspectives regarding marketing. She's an award-winning creative marketing professional with experience working in fashion and tech in Stockholm, Berlin, and New York. She's also listed in the 2016 Forbes list of top 30 under 30 in the field of marketing and advertising and was named Sweden's top talent of 2016 by Veckans Affärer, one of the country's largest business magazines. I'm talking about the very awesome Baba Canales, the founder of next-gen brand marketing agency by Baba. a little bit about yourself, your background, personal and professional. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a small town mm. in the south of Sweden, very calm and nice, called Kristianstad. Um, yeah, and uh, I think it was a great place to grow up, but mm. I like I I started working like when I was 14 and like I I was like I had this like entrepreneurial mindset and like a go-getter attitude since I was since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I think like when I turned 18, I was like, I really want to <laughs> explore. <laughs> Ready for the world. Yeah, <laughs> like kind of, seriously. So mm-hmm. I, I moved to, to Stockholm when I was 18 to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I remember like I would, wo- I would go to Stockholm, like take the, the night train and like spend a whole day in Stockholm to like feel mm-hmm. the city. Like, do I want to live here? <laughs> and I went to Stockholm like all by myself. So, and my friends were like, can we join? I was like, no, I really need to have this moment. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I just fell in love with the city. I mean, it's a beautiful city mm-hmm. and I love the people. Like I love just people watching. I felt like everyone was so cool that I saw on the street. And um, I, the next time I went to Stockholm, I had a lot of meetings like um, with schools and different things. So at the end, I found the, um, the program that I wanted to study and I moved here 
Um, and yeah, I've been, I think I've been living in Stockholm for like five years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I've also spent a year in Berlin uh, mm. when I worked for my favorite eye brand in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's this uh, eyewear brand called Makita. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, um, they're German. They're based in the heart of Berlin. They have like their manufacturing, like in-house. They have everything in the same house. They mm. call it the Makita house. Um, so that was a really cool experience. It was mm. my first like, you know, real work experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not at a coffee shop. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <coughs> and I was super young and like just super excited. And uh, I, I think like the reason I got the job in the first place was because I had an eyewear blog. Mm. Uh, so I've always been very interested in the eyewear industry. I've been working in an eyewear store since I was 15. Mm. And I realized that the eyewear industry was very uh, non-digital. Mm. Like the only eyewear brands you would see were the big ones, like you know, uh, Gucci, Chanel, or you know, like all these really like Ray-Ban. And mm. they're all owned by the same company, which I felt was so sad. Like, mm. are they having like a monopoly on this? Mm. Like that impression. And every like fashion magazine I would open would be you know, the same kind of eyewear brand. So I felt like I wanted to create a place for all these up and coming independent designer brands that I really felt for. Mm. Uh, so I started this eyewear blog and turns out that uh, the founder of Makita, he knew about that blog. So when I applied, he was like, oh my God, I love your blog. Yeah, you, ha you have to come here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I moved there and spent a year and that was great. But like Berlin is a, an awesome city, mm. uh, but it's also very relaxed. Yeah. And I think that after after a year, I felt like I really wanted to kick off my career. And in Berlin, everyone is like satisfied, relaxed. Most people like um, freelancing mm. and like yeah. working from a coffee shop three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I mean not everyone, of course, but like on average, that's yeah. like the lifestyle, which is amazing if you're like in the creative field and just want some time to think, but I wanted to kick off my career, so I moved back to Stockholm. Mm. I love the go-getter attitude here. Um, and yeah, I moved back to actually start working for another eyewear company, a Swedish one. And like, I just realized that it was not just Berlin, it was not just Stockholm, it was like the eyewear industry that mm. was just so stagnant. It was mm. like so slow moving. They were afraid of the internet and uh, like no one would sell online because then you would not be a luxury brand anymore. And I was like, have you seen Meta Porter? Have you seen Mr. Porter? You know, like mm. it was just very frustrating to constantly be educating people that didn't want to like, yeah, yeah be educated. Move like, forward, yeah. yeah, like the whole industry was like fighting the internet. <laughs> so, and I was just so amazed about the internet and like what like digital marketing and like a data-driven approach to marketing could could get you. Mm. So I, at the end, I felt like I was almost like, it felt like it was a waste of my time to mm. like not continue developing those sites that I was so interested about. So I decided to leave the eyewear industry even though it's mm. still like a big part of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the first step was to like, okay, let's start my own company that is like, a consultant company. So the idea was that I would freelance for uh, fashion brands and eyewear brands and like advise them on digital strategies, which was basically what I had done in, in Berlin um, and provide a more data driven approach to social media and PR. Mm. Uh, 
and uh, I was really excited. Like I, w I filled out all the paperwork. So I was like, okay, let's get started. I'd reached out to a lot of friends, and like the interest was really, really good. Like mm. for me being like a nobody, uh, and uh, right in this time, um, I think I was networking so much. So like in the middle of this, I just get an email from uh, a company called Uber, and <laughs> uh, they have never heard of. And uh, it was one of their international launchers who were. She was in Sweden. She was l seeking for a local team to launch the mar to launch Uber in Sweden. Mm. And she had got my name from an event. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I get this email from the blue, and I have no idea what this company is. So I click on the website, and I'm like, okay, let's check this out. And like, I think it's so funny because today we like. Uber is this, you know, amazing lifestyle brand. But I mean, we also started somewhere like mm. just two years ago. The website was not <laughs> <laughs> like even like it was not the same thing. It was like a big Lincoln Town Car, you know, a big red button saying sign up now. And mm. it was like very techy and not at all lifestyle. It was just this is the product. And <laughs> um, so I was like, whoa, <laughs> is this coming to Sweden? Um, and yeah, I was like, I was not seeking for a job. I was not interested in like, you know, like just working with a product. Like, I, you know, I believe in lifestyle brands and everything. So I was, I was very um, skeptical. Mm -hmm. mm, and then I started to, to read American articles about Uber. And I realized that, wait a second, like this is actually something really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, it's so much more than the product. Like it felt like they were on a mission to like change the world. It was like a movement. And that feeling just got like, even stronger when I met with Megan, who is like, she was the international launcher and she's full of energy and like, she's still with us in the company. She's playing like a huge role. And she was just so inspiring. So like, mm. after meeting her, like it was impossible to not join the movement. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, so that's how I ended up there at the end. <laughs> so, so how is the role of marketing in your point of view today? So you're, you're obviously passionate about internet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but how is that playing out for for your role when it comes to to Uber? So is it is it changing? Oh yes, I mean I have actually never really had like a traditional like I've never been a traditional marketing manager because mm. I'm like from a new generation kind of. But I've realized that I think the biggest change is that the marketing role is playing such a larger role today. Mm. Back in the days, marketing would probably be more about advertising to sell more. It would be like, this is the product and now it has to sell, mm. do something. Mm. Uh, today, it feels like the marketing department touch space with like so many other departments. It's like it even goes into product because mm. like the marketing department is listening to the customers and they know like you know mm. what tweaks to do like at uber like a lot of feature requests come from the marketing department so yeah. like it plays a huge role and i think like the key there is that the value that we can get out of data is changing the role mm. like why would you not use the data that you have yeah. and then like by having this more like technical approach to marketing it naturally touches base with so many other departments mm. so which um which channel do you feel is the one most effective? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One for Uber. So obviously the users, I'm guessing. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's um, like, it's also like, I mean, Uber is actually a lot of companies almost like mm. within the company because every market is so unique. You know, Uber Dubai is not the same thing as Uber Stockholm and, you know, like Mexico City is totally different from, mm. yeah, Gothenburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think different channels work different like in different parts of Uber and that's why we're very keen on hiring local experts to figure that out for mm. that market mm. um, and I think in general like there is no like strategy that fits all it all depends on like what is the main goal that you're trying to achieve right now is it to just like create brand awareness mm. or is it to like drive sales or is it to create like customer loyalty you know I think it depends in which stage you are mm. and from that you will have to find your channels um, but I think like just speaking like, you know, trends or like in general, of course, social media. Mm. But that feels almost too obvious to even mention. Yeah. Uh, so besides that, I'm, I'm a huge like enthusiast about experiential marketing. Mm. And I think that's something that hasn't been explored that much in the way that like it has so much more potential. Mm. I think the brands that are doing that well today are probably mostly liquor brands because they have to. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't advertise their product, so then they have to be creative. Mm. And I think the approach that liquor brands are having to experiential marketing can be applied to a lot of other mm. uh, fields uh, as well. Like Absolute Vodka is a good example. They have like the Absolute Atelier, which is like, if you if Absolute Vodka would be a house, what would it look like? Mm. And like they have events there and like when you enter there, it's just like you entering like the absolute world. They don't need to have a billboard telling you what absolute is because you're just feeling it. Yeah. I think they're doing a really good job with that. Mm, true, true. So Uber was defined as the disruptive company that kind of messed up the whole system for, <laughs> for traditional <laughs> taxi drivers. Um, now that it's, it's grown to become such a huge company, how many cities is it? 300 cities in the world? Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. So has the company changed? Is them, are they still like really passionate about like, let's disrupt, let, let, let's do something life-changing? Or is it become more settled as a company? 
I think like if you have ever met Travis, you know that <laughs> it's never gonna be settled. <laughs> like um, Travis, our CEO and founder, like he's so engaged and passionate. Mm. So uh, I'm like I'm personally super excited to see what's next to come from Uber. Like it doesn't feel like we have laid back at all. Like okay. just the opposite. And uh, Asia is still like you know we're just a fraction of like the Asian market. Like mm. we have still so much to do on the transportation field. But of course, like we're also experimenting on a lot of other things. Like in um, in New York, where I'm based, we have Uber Rush, mm -hmm. which is bike messengers, like a like a delivery service, mm -hmm. instant deliveries, and um, like that was totally like a marketing hack. Basically, mm -hmm. it w we didn't have like any engineering help to to try it out. It was just a hack. And now that we know that there is demand for it, like we can allocate the right resources to it. Mm. And I think that's a lot of the approach we have at Uber that like the best idea would always win. And like everyone is free to come up with ideas. It's just up for grab. And that culture uh, to me is very promising. Yeah. Um, I also heard that you have like this delivery, so food delivery, lunch delivery service or something yeah that's incredible like in <laughs> in la uh, uh, i think they were the first city to tr to like try it out like they're doing it really really successful so in la you can get lunch delivered for you only pay i think it's like two or three dollars for the delivery mm. and you have it in 10 minutes wow and it doesn't matter how many lunches you buy so like you can buy lunch for the whole office and you still just pay two or three dollars for the delivery crazy yeah, it's yeah. insane. And <laughs> and the other like nice part of it is that they create like a weekly menu mm. with local places. So it's actually like collaborating with the local spots and it's a way to celebrate those lunch places yeah. in a very innovative way. Uh, and people get lunch within 10 minutes and they get like new options every day. I mean, I guess everyone has that problem. Like I tend to eat at the same place every day because I'm like, I don't have any fantasy and I don't want to walk Come too on. long, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, I mean, I definitely think that product has huge potential and in LA it's just, it, mm. it's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, again, thinking about like the global brand versus the local activation, because I mean, many global brands has like, an, that this is how we are. Yeah. So what I understand from you is like it's actually more up to the local p team to kind of define what to go next, where to go next. I mean, what you did here in Stockholm was pretty amazing compared yeah. to what I've seen other places. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love that structure, uh, and I think that's what keeps like people like me and like a lot of other smart people in the company like with the company mm. like i don't see myself as an employee like i see myself as much more entrepreneurial and that's the case for many mm. like uber advocates and uh, yeah i don't know like i feel like uber is very different in many ways and like the respect we have for cultural differences mm. is definitely a huge part of our success mm. for sure cool um so um I know that you have some principles when it comes to marketing, <laughs> principle rules. Yeah. Uh, so quickly, what 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 would you emphasize when it comes to those principles? I think like, you know, like at the end is the community for me. Like, mm. I mean, I started Uber as community manager, and yeah. I had a lot of pride in that role because that was literally what I was what I was doing. I was building this community, mm. and. 
I think that building a community is different like in different stages that you're doing it like first you just want like them to try out the product then you want them to love it and then you want them to share it and then you want them to use it more you know and I feel like building a community is, uh, is a never-ending story of course mm. because it's like it's, it's a relationship that you're uh, continuing to developing and it's very similar to all to like building a company in a sense mm. it's like the same mentality of like how do you hire really cool people and how do you get them to stay and how do you get them to hire their cool friends <laughs> you know like and it's like almost the same thing with like building a community like which tools do i need to give this community for them to you know, drive mm. growth and like be loyal to us and like ride Uber even more. Mm. Uh, like what will make them select Uber above any other competitor? Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I think like the community, like the, the mindset of the community is definitely like my number one marketing rule. Mm. Like to always have the community in mind when you're doing any activities. Um, and I feel like at a regular marketing department that's not always the case like you will have a support team that is like super far away and like you're trying to cut off support mm. rather than like opening up and at uber we're like i mean i was blown away when i realized like how open we are to feedback it's uh, it's to the point where every single email that goes out from uber you can reply to mm. and a real person will respond mm. i mean that's can you imagine emailing Googling it? Like, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you that know? never happens. It's like, yeah. thank you for emailing. Yeah. I've tried <laughs> emailed <laughs> Instagram. Like, my account just disappeared once. And, like, I've tried to email them so many times and no yeah. respond, you know? Yeah. So people get really, really surprised and happy about mm. that personal relationship that we're trying to build up. Mm. Absolutely. I would say that that's one of the things that, that amazes me more. First of all, I think... Uh, the feedback that I get from the drivers. I mean, I haven't heard one driver that doesn't like the company. Yeah. Uh, Which is, uh, that's a statement. Yeah, I mean, and like, to be fair, like the drivers are also our community. They're also mm. our customers. Like, we have two customers and one is the driver and one is the rider. So, like, it's always hard uh, to, you know, like, I don't know, like make both happy. But we have, like in the city teams, when you start up, we basically have 50% of the team working on the rider side and 50% of the team working on the driver's side. Like, they get equal attention. Yeah. Like they are two very important customers, um, which is also something to keep in mind. Normally you would always think that, oh, the customer who's paying is the customer. But yeah. like we need those good drivers. Like we need them to be passionate. We need them to be like full of energy. And uh, yeah, we need to give them the right tools yeah. to feel that way. Mm. Cool. So, here comes the fun part of the interview. <laughs> which, uh, which profession, other than your own, Ooh. would you like to attempt? Mm. I mean, I love what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But actually, one profession that I'm like s super amazed mm. uh, about is uh, like uh, engineers. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh. I, I would love to like, <laughs> why didn't I become an engineer when I was like, 10 years old and was spending so much time in front of a computer anyway. Yeah. Like, why didn't I do something valuable about that <laughs> from that time? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think engineering is super cool because like, to be fair, like they are the ones who are actually changing the world mm. today. Um, so yeah, I mean, a secret dream is to like, you know, learn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Cool. Um, and uh, which profession would you not like to do? Oh, many, <laughs> <laughs> but I think actually any profession 
that is in an old school structure. Mm. You know, like um, even like what I'm doing would not be as fun if I would be in like a, this huge company with a very conservative mindset. Mm. So I, I don't think it has to do so much about the profession itself. It's more about the culture of the company that you're that mm. you're in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final question. What inspires you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things actually. Mm -hmm. um, like I think at the end is people, mm. like people I meet, and that's what I love about New York because you meet people from all over the world. You know, it's basically like it's unbelievable, and like the people moving to New York are people who want something more, mm. and, and that inspires me. Like just people watching or actually chatting with someone, entrepreneurs who are like you know into a vision that inspires me as well. At the conference yesterday, I was super inspired by both Jen and Catherine, like their passion and their vision, like gives me so much energy. So yeah. I definitely think like it's just people who are like really true to their own vision. Mm. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.